Hey, it's Alex Keller. And I am Michael David Harding. And hey, it's the Filmtastic Voyage. Let me tell you, Disaster Artist, Blu-ray, uh, got the Steelbook for Thor Ragnarok on oh, Blu-ray. Finally, you were telling, you went a whole odyssey to get that. Well, here's the thing, man. I Any attempts I did to get any of, either of those, I failed. However, my girlfriend got both. So Where'd she get it signed? At a, She got Disaster Artist on Blu-ray signed at Amoeba Music ah. because Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero were there. Signing the shit out of that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Were they like vigorously sign, like, signing is so good? Well, here's the thing. Let me show you their signatures here. Okay. Um, Mike is leaving his chair. Oh, did you get, no, your chair's still fucking broken. Eh. It's, it can, look, that looks about right. Can you decipher which is which there? I, I, I can't. No. They, <laughs> they basically, focus at home, they are essentially a circle with a tail. Both of them. It looks like someone just kind of drew a circle and then had like a nice cursive tail on it. And that's it. So it's like a swoop. But here's the thing. It still counts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Put that behind glass. That's going to be worth uh, a lot of fucking money. Mm, I got my copy of, uh, of Hard Boiled signed by John Woo. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Excuse me. That is cool. And that's the coolest other thing. I also got 2001 signed by Gary Lockwood, which is pretty cool, too. Now, Alex, have you rewatched Thor Ragnarok yet? No, not. I got it on the 4K Blu-rays, but I'm still on Ant-Man and have yet to watch Ant-Man because I've been dragging my fucking feet on that. Okay. Dragging my feet all day. Well, I can I can officially say, uh, pending Thor Ragnarok, because we actually watched about half of it, but it was like really late at night, so we dozed off. But I'm going to watch the other half. Man, that movie is fun. Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, it's a very fun movie. Um, it's got the Mike stamp of approval. But I am half a movie away from having rewatched all the Marvel movies. Are you going to go back and finish watch Black Panther one last a second time? I've seen it a second time. Oh well, I guess I can. Well, it's yeah. a third time then in order. No, no, I'm not going to see Black Panther a second time. Uh, great movie. Listen, I, I, I still, I still say it's a great movie. But yeah, I, I don't need to see it a third time in theaters. Um, but yeah, and actually, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy two, volume two. Uh, Today, cool. Well, it's Spidey. I watched that. Um, I've seen that recently. Oh, you're not going in order. I've seen it recently. I mean, I went in order up until the movies that came out this year, basically, because okay. it was like, well, I I watched these like I watched Spider-Man: Homecoming like a month ago, and it's like I'm, you know, mm. what am I doing? I'm just sitting here waiting for the Last Jedi to come on Blu-ray, just sitting on my fucking ass, dude. You're never going to see me again after that movie comes out on Blu-ray. Oh, really? Just going to watch it over and over again. No, I hope so. Um, Luke Skywalker's got that regal beard. And I, I'm mostly looking for all these these bonus features that keep teasing me. Oh. Like, oh, man, you want to watch this feature-length documentary about the making of the movie? Yes, I fucking do. Yeah, dude. Um, let me tell you, the casino scene that everybody keeps ragging on, including yeah. myself, the creatures in that scene were uh, awesome. No, they're great. 
And the thing is, they barely get showcased. But man, if uh, because have you heard of FIDM? F I D M. Okay, I don't know what it's an acronym for, but basically, it's this place in downtown LA that has all these. Um, Was it the costume place? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and it has like all these costumes, like the actual costumes, yeah, from all these recent movies, and it had some from Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and uh, and they had a little monitor playing behind the scenes stuff for the casino. Mm. And dude, the creatures in that were just cr- gnarly, crazy-looking creatures. Yeah, man. no, it's great. It's amazing. I really wish they would have spent like twenty more minutes of that movie. That movie, I, I feel like he could have, in the writing stage, kind of twist, done some stuff here and there, and just kind of sure because we spend more time here. Because I really wanted to spend more time there. I think more than anything, they they needed to. They I think they needed to have gained an understanding and a trust for. Uh, Benicio del, what was it? His name? Yeah, Benicio del, uh, DJ. DJ. Mm. That's a funny name for a Star it's, Wars it's, character. Th- he doesn't have a name. His name stands for "Don't Join." Seriously? Yeah. Oh, I, okay, that's cool. Um, I think they should have spent more time with him. Yeah, I would. I I feel like because the problem with the Casino Planet is it's just it serves as just a backdrop. It doesn't serve as a place they go to. You know, right. it could be anywhere. Yeah, could have done. It doesn't. You know, there's the yeah. I, I, yeah, it's it's not a perfect thing though. So whatever. But with that said, it's not the worst. Definitely, hands down, not the worst. No, what, so. uh, what the place they go to? Right. Like What's the, the worst the, planet they've ever been to in a Star Wars movie? Oh. Uh, Is it that diner in episode two? I mean, like. Um, that was. I didn't like that. You want to I, I didn't like Jabba that. Juice? I didn't like that at all. I kind of liked it. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was it very was out of the universe for them to have that in there, but uh, it was fine for that movie. It was fine. Um, it's not the worst. I don't know. I see. It's hard to say what the worst is because I don't. I don't know, man. It's like you'd have to sit there and think about all these worst different places. Planet they've gone to in a Star Wars movie. Hmm. <sighs> Folks at home, audience, please let us know what your pick is. Hmm. I mean, like Endor's up there. <laughs> uh, what? Wait a second. You know the Ewoks and the teddy bears and I don't know. That's a hard question. I think everywhere they go to is pretty good. I I, I thought it was a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. You know. I guess like in just in terms of Takodana in Episode Seven is just sort of a place. Like it's just like you know it's like a forest. Is that where they meet the orange? That's Maz's is planet. I mean, of all the planets, it's the most sort of just like place. Do you think if you cut her open, she tastes like orange? No. Like an actual like I don't. You know, no, I don't. Like an orange, I like orange no, slices. I don't know because I, no. I feel that way. I don't. I don't feel that way. <laughs> I loved her in episode eight. By the way, people complain about that. I thought she was fine. Oh no, I loved that. But but I don't like. I don't like saying this is Star Wars talk. Everyone, it's been a few episodes, so you know, get used to it. Yeah. Um, I don't like being like, oh, it should have been this. But can you imagine if like I know a guy. He might be able to do it, and it's like, hey, guy, can you help us break this code? And it's fucking Lando Calrissian. It's like, hey, buddy, no, I can't, but I know a guy at this casino planet who could help you out. Wouldn't that be cool? Wait. Huh? If instead of calling Maz, oh, and Maz being like, right. I know a guy, if it was Lando Calrissian, he's like, yeah, I know a guy. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't I don't know the deal with Lando. I Yeah, I, I was hoping he would have some place somewhere in any of these movies but i guess not i kind of like to think yeah he's got a he's got the of all the the group he's the one that's not and he's like having a fun time he's he, he retired he's doing good 
Yeah. Because everyone else seems to be kind of dead or in shit, you know? Well, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Zorba the Hutt gamble him off of Cloud City? <laughs> That's not canon anymore. <laughs> Did you ever read that? No, I don't. I've it was read... called Return of Zorba the Hutt. Yeah. I've only read... I, first of all, I assume that he kind of stopped owning Cloud City after Cloud City was taken over by the Empire and Pos- Empire Strikes Back. Um, and yeah. also, uh, I've read a, I don't really read much into the expanded universe. It's a bit, it's, it, it's, uh, it's, it's very fan ficky. Well, no, I mean like, it's fine. It's sort of like, it's like, I can get just as much as reading the Wikipedia description of what happens and reading the actual book. Right. I don't need to read a whole book on why the werewolf character was on Hoth. I just know that he was on Hoth. Well, they don't have that anymore. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> speaking of Star Wars, did you hear about the John Favreau TV show? Oh, so he's uh, he's helming he's, the show. He's huh? executive producing and is it live writing action and probably directing the first episode of a live action Star Wars television series for the Disney streaming network. Okay, uh, have they mentioned any details about uh, like when it takes place? I'm assuming it is just an announcement, and it's not even going to be anything material until what I'm going to be calling the end of Star Wars Phase One. Okay. Which is post-2019 or maybe 2020. It depends if they... I have a feeling... I don't know what they're doing with that last spinoff movie. They might have just canceled it outright and just like replaced it with these other movies that they're doing. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, unless it's a Boba Fett movie because I want to see my goddamn fucking Boba Fett yeah. movie. Or Obi-Wan Kenobi. Everyone wants to see that. I'm sure... We'll agree to disagree. I mean, no, no. Obi-Wan, I'd love to see. People... Boba well, Fett, I, I'm done. Or both. Obi-Wan, I'm done with. Obi-Wan v. Boba Fett. That'd be... I just want Boba Fett to show up in one of these movies like Darth Vader and Rogue One. Do some kick-ass shit and leave. That's all I want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, I, you know, the Star Wars vocal fan base has been... Is now people who grew up with the prequels, and so they want their Ewan McGregor movie. There's something I actually wanted to address mm-hmm. uh, last episode. And I'm also, by the way... Full disclosure, part of that group. Not, I don't really want to see an Ewan McGregor Obi Wan movie because I'd rather see new stuff. But they're making new stuff, so whatever. If someone made a, U- a Ewan McGregor Obi Wan movie, I would have no complaints about no, that. No complaints at all. If anything, it would be his best. It, it, it would, it, it, you know, it's like I want him to have his fucking glory, glorious, you know, mm. Obi Wan glorious day with the politicians. Yeah, That's dude. The the um, now, okay, we're gonna get into some deep. Deep Star Wars oh, stuff right here. Shit. Because what I have heard what I keep hearing ever since Force Awakens comes has like came out mm-hmm. was like, man, you know, Disney just wants money. Uh these are just cash cows. All right. Like everything they do is just in the name of like making money. Which is true. Yeah, because all movies which is true. are because Though. it's the biz- because it's it's entertainment arts, right? You're mm. in the business of making money. And but what I disagree with is people saying, you know, I really wish George Lucas was the one to continue the series because he really had a vision and it wasn't about the money. I disagree with that. Part of that is true. George Lucas just said, fuck it, I'll do what I want. He said, fuck it, I'll do what I want. But George Lucas, man, if we're talking people like that was a big money making. Star Wars has been a big money making machine always. Yeah. Not since Disney's taken it over, and that's the thing is I think for younger people, probably, they weren't a kid in the '90s when it's like literally, it, like if you had a character mentioned, not even on screen, 
If you if a character was just mentioned, they they had an action figure made after him, and then those action figures became this rarity and this collector's item, and there was all this money getting pushed around mm. to get like you remember how rare the Obi Wan action figure was? Nope. Okay. Well, basically, when I was a kid, it was this whole thing where it was like the toys just fucking like it was this big, big money making deal. Yeah, Star Wars always printed money, always will print money, and yeah, yeah, it's just the this is the way it is. So it, it's just strange to me that people associate Dis- Disney Star Wars with this like heartless, soulless money making Star Wars machine. When I, I disagree. I, I mean, I do agree that now it's a little more faceless. It's a little more. There's no guy behind it. It's more of a like who's in, who is is Kathleen Kennedy Star Wars? Is Ryan Johnson Star Wars? Is who star, you know? Right. So I can see that like it's scary now. It's oh, it's the big scary machine. Ooh. <laughs> but like whatever, it's all the same. Um, and people are like, oh man, these new episodes of like Disney Star Wars feel so much different than Star Wars. Like it's like prequel Star Wars felt so much different than Star Wars. All every era of Star Wars has felt vastly different than the other one. And yeah. this one has tried really hard to feel like the original trilogy and kind of gets there in a sense, but also doesn't because you can't really recreate the original trilogy ever. No. And I think the expectation, hopefully, I mean, the expectation I had and hopefully most people would have had is that like, okay, this new series is going to be somewhere in between the prequels, like in in terms of quality, I guess, like it'll be in between the prequels and the original trilogy. Like, yeah, nothing's going to ever be as good as the original trilogy. That was like that. it might be though. That's the thing is it might be you might the thing that I don't get when people sorry to interrupt but people are like oh man, fucking Star Wars is going on forever now. And then um, the thing about that though is like yeah sure like what like maybe Episode Eight in your eyes was was utter shit. Maybe Han Solo will be shitty. Maybe Episode Nine will be shitty. But eventually, if they keep making a Star Wars once a year, forever, eventually you'll get a Star Wars that is going to be great. Eventually they'll just they'll they'll hit it out of the park because like you know, look at what Marvel's been doing. They release uh-huh. two to three movies every year, and you know, one at least one of the movies is fucking amazing. So eventually they'll get them, and then when that happens, I'm sure all the people who were, you know, currently anti Disney Star Wars will be like, yeah, you know, this new one's pretty good. I liked it a lot, and then they'll they'll come around because people don't realize actually how easy they are. To, they don't know. I feel a lot of people don't realize how easy it is to forgive something. Once right. a movie is good, and by you know, and I think it also has something. You know, there's something to say about how much hype affects someone's opinion about yeah, something. Episode eight was super hyped, right? Um, and to be, in my opinion, one of the more middle of the road Star Wars movies. Well, in, in my, my opinion, in, in my opinion, well, even God then, damn. But then again, I was, was good. Very pleased with it. Yeah, but the, the sucky thing about episode eight is I can't watch it without thinking of like, man, people don't like this movie. Man, why can't we all enjoy things? Man. <laughs> I, you know, it's interesting what you say about Marvel, um, and I think this applies to any big movie franchise. The deeper you go into it and the, and the more you add to its catalog, I think the more divisive it, it becomes. I think, well, I guess what no, I mean is... I mean, like, the newer Marvels have been the least divisive Marvel movies to see yet. Oh, I disagree. Really? There's people that hate... Uh, I, I, it, almost with, with almost all those movies, except Thor Ragnarok... Everybody seemed to love Thor Ragnarok. I know people who don't like Thor Ragnarok. Okay, there you go. Point. But then, then but that, like, that's, that's my the point. Thing, it's like no, but like it, div, like when I'm talking divisive, there's no like Last Jedi levels of div- divisiveness. I'm talking like there's people who don't like these movies, but there's no like 
50-50 split or would, in terms of The Last Jedi, a big smear of opinions. It's usually like, everyone's like either like, yeah, it was pretty good or, oh, that was fucking great. And the people were like, that sucked or like very small on the, on the scale. For... For any of the more recent Marvel movies, any of Phase Three, mm, I, I don't know, man. I well, first of all, it's it's. I think it's a slightly different beast. I think with Star it also Wars, depends on where you're hanging out too. Star Wars, you have forty years of culture behind that. That just like, I think people get a, a little bit too passionate about it. With Marvel, I think people are a little bit more forgiving because because that because it's been established that hey, there's going to be like fifty movies. So if you don't like this one, you'll just you know just wait for the next one, right? Yeah. I think I think well that's what Star Wars is doing. But I think people like I said people aren't right. going to recognizing that if you don't like what they're doing now maybe eventually maybe the the Game of Thrones guys movies are going to be the one that you want, you know? Right. But but with that said, I, I going back to Marvel like I know people that said Spider-Man Homecoming was just they thought it was awful. They hated it. Did they like the other ones though? Did they like Amazing Spider-Man? Oh, they never saw Amazing Spider-Man. Well, that's not fair. Yeah, but no, they they just absolutely hated Spider-Man: Homecoming for whatever reason. Same with Guardians of the Galaxy two. There's people that are like, it was good. It was as good as the first one. That's what I thought. And then there's other people that are like, oh, it was so bad. Oh, it was so horrible. Yeah, but those right? people are the people that hate things and like don't enjoy stuff and can't see the good in, the good in things. And you shouldn't listen to them. But yeah, they have a rounded opinion on everything. Even like again, like we said last episode, I can think of good things about the worst movies I've ever seen. My point is, I think, like I, I, my point is, I think nothing is ever going to be safe from. Well, no, divisive. Obviously not. No, but in the internet age, there's always someone to hate something. Right. Um, and I think, uh, I, I think, like, um, okay, this is a really random reference, but. There was a, a podcast I was listening to, and it was it, it's a podcast by Rick Rubin, and I forget who the other guy is, but you know Rick Rubin's a big um, sandwich. <laughs> he's a big sandwich. He's a he's a big uh, uh, music producing recording engineer. Don't know who he is. Kinda, he produces a lot of artists and stuff. But anyways, he had uh, Eminem on right, mm. and uh, Eminem was talking about how. When he was first starting out, there's all this stuff he could do because he wasn't a, he wasn't a big name yet, mm-hmm. right? Like he, you know, he he could do whatever he wants stylistically wise. He could do whatever he wants, but then the farther down his career he went, the more divisive it got because there'd be people that are like, "Oh, I hate it when he raps this way. Oh, I don't like when he raps that way. I like it when he raps that way, not when that way." Blah blah blah. blah. You know what I mean? And I think it's just a part of the, the human condition where it's like. Like as these installments go on of something, like y- there's this image in your mind that sharpens of what like what should come next, you know. Like I I honestly think like Infinity War, it will probably do really well. Uh, of course, it's going to do really well, mm-hmm. and like in reception wise, it probably will do really well too. But I mean, it'll probably I mean like ho- like hopefully it doesn't do like you know isn't critically worse than like Age of Ultron or something. Hopefully not. But that's the thing. I think there's a lot of people out there right now, it could be, though. including you and me. There, we have this image in our head of what of how the movie is going to play out. I don't really. I don't really care. <laughs> okay, well, let's apply it to episode nine. Mm, I don't know. I don't right? really care. Whatever. Okay. I don't like. I don't go into. I don't like going into movies with expectations. I don't like going into movies thinking this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I think. 
I hope will happen, but I don't care if they do necessarily. Right. Um, the only thing, going into the episode, the only thing I was hoping was like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if Hayden Christensen showed up as a ghost? That'd be kind of cool. And that's the only thing. <laughs> like in episode nine, the only thing, like the things I want in episode nine, I want some lightsabers to fight and some ships and some Star Wars stuff, you know. Right. I'm, like it's like the easiest thing. Like it's like the vaguest thing that's going to be hard not to have. Well, let's take that for example. Like, let's say, it, you know, there's that, right? Like, Star Wars has to have that stuff because that's Star Wars brand. Yeah. Like, if but episode it, eight doesn't actually have as much stuff as you'd think for that. Thing it like doesn't, that. and that's why a lot of people were pissed it's off. It's not very swashbuckly, like I said. Exactly. It doesn't feel very Star Wars in terms of its grandness. And that's exactly what I. That's exactly what I mean. Well, I'm not saying I expected that. I didn't expect any this or that or whatever. But there was a very there was a you know there was a a, a, a large crowd of of that audience that was like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, no. This doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie. It kind of you know? does, and it kind of doesn't. Like, again, like, half the story, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird movie. It's, it's like, it's easy to see why it's so, it's not, it's not if or it's everybody. And, you know, right. there's no, it's funny because the opinions on it are all over the place. Totally. Yeah. Because I know people who hated episode seven and said Star Wars is dead and saw episode eight and like, Star Wars is the opposite of Dead. Oh my God. And then, like, people who never liked Star Wars ever loved Episode 8. Yeah. People who, you know, loved Star Wars, didn't like Episode, loved Episode 7, didn't like Episode 8. People who never liked Disney owning Star Wars hate Episode 8. You know, it's everything. Well, the interesting thing is, I, there, there is, uh, what I find a lot, and actually, this sort of applies to, to, uh, you know, my girlfriend is actually like, there's a lot of people that don't like Star Wars that loved Episode Eight because it was like the anti-Star Wars. Yeah, and I I don't know I find that really interesting. I don't know how intentional that was when they were writing it, but it sort of brought people back. It, it brought non-fans back into it, which I thought was yeah was an interesting phenomenon. I think, like I said, like I think if Episode Nine actually really hits out of the park, people are gonna people who were uh, like fuck Star Wars are gonna be like. Ah, it's Star Wars. I'm back. You know, like it, they'll 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 come back. Yeah, no, totally. Um, the thing about episode, oh, what was I saying? Oh, right. And then the people were like, oh, uh, it's like it's a big cash cow, right? Cash grab thing. Uh-huh. Like, oh, they just it's soulless machine. It's like if it was such a soulless machine, why wasn't episode eight just Luke Skywalker? Like he's got his lightsaber, and he's just cutting fools up, and everyone. It's like the most easy vague, like whatever thing. It's like yeah, Luke Skywalker, he's back, and he's just slicing up people, and everyone's happy. And you know, it's like the most boring thing. Right. Even yeah, no, I totally agree. Even uh, for Force Awakens, everybody was complaining about how derivative it felt. But they don't know what derivative is. Like, well, episode seven is kind of derivative. And it that, is derivative, it, but it's not lazy. Is no, what I'm saying. Like it has, like again, it has soul. It's a movie with yeah. soul. In the, like, like I said last episode with the, uh, the whatchamacallit call it movie, the Wrinkle in Time. It's a movie with soul. Episode seven is a movie that right. has passion and soul, and they want to do good, and they just want to entertain. And the way they entertain that movie is by doing what they know, which is we know the first original trilogy. We're gonna make Star Wars greatest hits, and here it is, and uh, that's it. Well, it, I think it was a very smart move for them to be like, hey, guys, we need to reestablish the tone, you yeah. know, and that's basically what that movie was. And I, I like I argue I, I will always say that that movie was what it needed to be. Yeah, I think so. like there was I don't think there was another way to, to do that movie. I mean, like you could have done a bold new movie, like just like off the gate, but it's a, it'd be it's that's it, a risky maneuver. Yeah. Um, 
That movie, but I will say about the Force Awakens, it is dangerously close. They do add a bit too, like, there's almost, almost, like, too many winks and nods. They get to the edge of my patience with that. I don't well, like, sure. I don't like getting jerked off by movies. Like, uh, I mean, like, Starkiller Base, for one, like, come on. What do you mean? Like, the whole concept? Just the whole thing where it's like, here's this giant sphere. We're going in to blow it up because it blows up planets. Um, well, uh, yeah, but I'm talking more like stuff like how, um, you know, they're in the Millennium Falcon and then like Finn picks up the little training ball and it's like, what's this? And throws it away. It's like that kind of like stupid <laughs> wink, nudge, nudge shit. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I did like the trash compactor line, though. No, that's that, that good was, stuff. That was great. That's yeah. good stuff. Because <laughs> it, it's functional. It's not. It's Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not like it's nothing as bad as that fucking Power Rangers movie where it like abruptly changed tones to be like, "Hey kids, remember the '90s?" Fucking movie. That was, that was, so insulting. Oh my god, right. I I don't understand how they got that through the script phase. Well, of course they did because it's like all all the you know all the people who fucking the Power Rangers are just gonna fucking jerk off to this and it's gonna be great. It's like oh god, it's just so. That's a soulless cow- movie. That's a soulless movie grab right there. It's 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 uh, weird. The first half kind of had soul. The first half did, but it it was diminishing returns. It yeah. was it, 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 as it went on, it it got less of a thing. I don't know. It's almost like that movie switched directors partway through and just was a different movie. It, ah, whatever that movie. Mm. So disappointing. Anyways, last bit of Star Wars talk. Star Wars Rebels ended. Right. Series ended. Good show. Very good show. Cool. Doesn't quite hit the highs of the Clone Wars, but do- never also doesn't quite hit the lows of the Clone Wars either. It's more in the middle. Some really cool stuff. They leave it really open ended um, in terms of why those characters, some characters aren't around, mm-hmm. um, and some characters are around, and they're in Rogue One um, in the background, oh. um, which is fun. As like the sh- the ship from Ro- from Rebels and uh, the droid from Rebels, you can see in the background of various shots and uh, fun oh, stuff like that. Oh, okay. And uh, one of the main characters is also referenced by name in that sh- in that movie too. Isn't it Ahsoka? Sindula. Uh, oh, Sindula. Okay. General Sindula. Uh, so it's a really good show. Very cool stuff. And they're working on a new animated series now. Hope it's good. Cool. I yeah. You know, I'm I, I'm unfortunately still at the same spot in Clone Wars. I I really do want to finish it up and watch Rebels too. How many seasons is Rebels? Four. Okay, so it wasn't as much as yeah. And Rebels is one of those shows where it's harder to skip episodes. There's some episodes you probably could skip, but like, hey, I'm all about that though. Honestly, not skipping episodes. No, no, no. yeah, not having a more concise series and and not being able to skip. Especially episodes. the last few seasons. Like, there's a couple of filler, but most of it, like, they usually like also reference things that happened in previous episodes, so it's harder to like call a. Well, I think that was playlist, and you know, not saying that like Clone Wars is a, is a is a cool show, and don't get me wrong, like I I think after season one or two when it really grew into itself, like it it became a really good show. Um, but I will say one of the things that I found with it is like I would go into some episodes being like, I don't feel like I need to watch this. No, Epi- you know what I mean. When I I right before the Force Awakens came out, I rewatched the Clone Wars, but I cold. A lot of episodes. I made a very specific playlist of this is stuff that only has either that either plays into the greater Clone Wars or into the greater Star Wars universe. Like, right. Basically, or just good good fucking episodes. Essentially, I made like a important canon list of episodes of stuff that will be important. I left some episodes out that eventually became important. Yeah. Like any the episodes with Saw Gerrera, um mm. eventually became important, but he was not important at the time. Like those episodes are sort of a, a four episode arc that doesn't 
need to be seen, except now it does, if you're yeah. interested in seeing his character. Right. And stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, so it's pretty cool. Cool stuff. I'm interested in seeing where they go. Now, there's two movies I would like to bring up. I think I think I brought up Mute I, uh, you saw a Mute? couple episodes again. Or a couple episodes ago. You said you saw it or you didn't see it? I've seen Mute. But however, the reason I want to bring it up again... Mm-hmm is because I saw another movie, and I feel like both these movies suffer from a very similar symptom. Which is? And what is the movie? Netflix. <laughs> oh, what's the other movie? Uh, the other movie, my friend, is Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, I, I was, watched Cloverfield Paradox. I've purposely been like, fuck it, I'm not watching these movies, simply because I want to give Netflix their fucking parade. It makes me incredi- incredibly sad. <sighs> Like, I think Mute was a little bit more forgivable than Cloverfield Paradox. Like, I felt like I could watch Mute, and it's like a like a sleepy Saturday afternoon movie that, you know what I mean, is like, okay, this is fine. And and, and it's also, it wasn't, like, called, like, Moon Chronicles Mute, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, God. So, yeah. But that's, the problem is, like, you have these, these, these movies that, that are spawned from the success of their predecessors. Well, first of all, I want to right before uh, Par- the Clo- Cloverfield is a movie that's not Netflix's movie. That's a movie that Paramount was like, "This movie sucks. We need to give it to somebody. We right. can't release this in theaters." Right. Um, so they put it on Netflix. So I will say that it's not a necessarily a Netflix movie, unlike the other ones, unlike Bright or Mute or that. Oh, okay. That's interesting to know. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, there was it was kind of like Annihilation, except Annihilation still got the American distribution. It right. Was, uh, yeah, and Paramount's like, basically, we've made all these weird movies that aren't going to make money. We're really kind of really in trouble because all of our movies don't make money. Yeah. Flip it to Netflix, make some money, you know, don't have to worry about it, and uh, there you go. Well, okay, so that makes a lot of sense to me because, like, Cloverfield Paradox, like, the cast was, like, awesome. They had the guy from the IT crowd. They had... Uh, Daniel Brule. Uh, they had the the woman from Rush Hour Two. Uh, they had uh, anyways. They had a really interesting cast. Oh yeah, they had Zemo. Yeah, Daniel Brule. Right. Yeah, they had Zemo. I'll just call him Zemo. Fuck it. Mm. Uh, anyways. Oh yeah, and then they had um one of the actresses from uh, Black Mirror from from San Junipero, which is an episode of that sh- that series that I I'm not a huge fan of. It's the only episode I've ever heard of, like specifically. Everyone keeps talking about it, and I'm not gonna watch that show because everyone's like, "Ooh, it's so sad." It's like, I'm, 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 I'm tonal tonally, that episode is very different from the rest of the series. Why? Well, okay, sorry, we're uh, hopping around subjects a little bit, like, but you could just be vague um, about it. Black Mirror is a show that I watch because it's like a very cynical, satirical take on like modern technology used in a way that fucking like could be uh, sort of like uh, perverted in a sense or, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's it's it goes out of control and suddenly we live in this dystopia that like is fucked. Yeah. And San Junipero. uh, First of all, it wasn't it wasn't really a comment on any modern technology mm-hmm. and it wasn't it, it didn't have that tone you know what i mean it like it's, it's happy it's, or something yeah it no it's a very casual and ends up being a very happy ending and all it really is is just these two you know these these two ladies finding each other finding love and living happily ever after and it's like well that's great you guys 
but this is Black Mirror, and I want to see someone get fucked over. That you know what I mean? Like that's that's weird. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, I, I thought that show was all like, oh man, it's like the just the darkest, depressing shit. And like, first and of it all, is. first of all, a not gonna watch it. Second of all, <laughs> I also don't watch TV. So right, but I mean, like, save for a couple of shows. But anyways, Who's got the time. Uh, Cloverfield Paradox. Um, it, okay, so it's the third movie in this series, right? There's Cloverfield. Yeah, and Cloverfield, ten Cloverfield Lane, the, which is great. And now Cloverfield Paradox. So is Cloverfield your favorite Cloverfield movie? I think it's the only one that qualifies for like. It's the only one that qualifies for being like of that series. Like, okay, so. <sighs> This movie explains why the other two movies happen. Uh-huh. And I won't tell you what it is because I know... I will men- eventually see it, maybe. You will eventually see it. Once Netflix basically stops like being like, look how many people watch this movie, then I'll like yeah. a year from now watch it. It's a very stupid, lazy explanation for why the other two movies happened. Very lazy. I'm sorry, but it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, it's like on a smaller budget or something because... The movie doesn't have any monsters, which is like, what the? F- what are we doing? Like, I, I, I want to. Hey guys, I'm watching Cloverfield because I want to see some monsters, because the other two movies had monsters, and that's what I want to see. But this movie didn't have any of that. It was just people dicking around in the space station for an hour and a half or something. Well, to be fair, just because the movie doesn't have monsters, if it's not trying to be a monster movie, it's not something to dock it on. Well, it is something to dock it on if it's, if it's a boring movie. If it carries the name, if it carries the name and it carries that brand that's been established, that would be like if... Uh, oh, hey, guys. We're coming out with a new Predator movie. And then it's just people dicking around in a space station. And then, you, there's, there, and then there's no... The Predator is not anywhere in the movie. I suppose. The Cloverfield series is so so like wishy-washy though. I don't really know what Exactly. And I think it works against it. I you know what I mean? Like you had this this first Cloverfield movie which was such a strong idea. It was it, it was like, "Oh man, this is like a modern take on a on a monster movie." And it's like It's also the yeah, shaky cam and like, you know, it, it was interesting and and I find it's a shame that they didn't carry that over. It's a shame that they didn't make a sequel where it's like in that same vein. But I that you know that's just my personal taste. Well, they're making a fourth one called currently called Overlord, um, and it's set during WW two. Oh yeah, that's what I hear. Is it going to be on Netflix? Uh, hope. Well, I mean, hopefully not. I I can't. Like I said, I can't. Like this movie was supposed to come out like in like March of, like of this year. And yeah. like last year, it's like, well, it was called, what was it called at the time? It wasn't called The Cloverfield Paradox. It was called something else. I forget what the working title right. was. Do you remember what the working title was? No, but it, because it was originally not a Cloverfield thing. Well, I think it was, but it was all sneak, like hush hush in the way the Cloverfield oh. franchise has been. Gotcha. And everyone's like, well, this is obviously a new Cloverfield movie. When's it coming? It's coming out. It's coming out. And like closer it got to March, no trailer, not a word, nothing. And uh, like, you know, it's like, well, this is a bad sign. And then, yeah, the, then apparently it got delayed. And then Paramount sold to Netflix, who then were like, Super Bowl party, here we go. Yeah. And looking back on it, like it it was like, oh, they probably sold it because it wasn't a good movie. It's not... Uh, it's by far not the worst movie I've ever seen. No, but also, and, and Paramount you know, makes me sad because uh, they've you know, been greenlighting and making all these really interesting, original, weird movies like Mother and Annihilation. And then uh, 
flop, flop, flop all over the place, just flopping around like a bunch of fish. Do they have any like big franchise movies? Mission Impossible's coming up. Okay. And I think you know, you know, for studio, it's like you sort of have to be that, right? You have to, you have to have your cash cows that support your more ambitious stuff. I think. Well, I mean, like you shouldn't have to, but you, nowadays because uh, your your cool little you know H double A movies don't fucking do anything, I guess. Right. Which sucks. Um, but yeah, uh, I see him though. I'm not. I'm not part of the problem. No, dude. I, yeah, I mean that's it. Sucks. Like especially last year, it's like why. Like, why does it take the Oscars to tell people that a movie's good? You know, well, I mean, like, people should be seeing stuff, anyways. That's what I mean, though. But like, you know, like, how many people saw Three Billboards before it was nominated? Yeah. Right, we well, did. Both of us did. I saw it because I was like, "Ooh, another Martin McDonough movie." Ooh. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're we're movie we're movie people. Yeah. Not saying that's like a good thing, though. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Netflix continues to make, or at least continues to release and put their stamp on mediocre to bad movies. Yeah, and it's it's really a shame. Like, honestly, just going back to Mute and, like, Duncan Jones, like, it, 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 it bums me out, dude. That guy had such a great, like, debut yeah, movie. Yeah, movie solid. And then, uh... I like Warcraft. It Warcraft, Warcraft is a, is a product of just all sorts of bad things, so... Like, right. first of all, the first game of Warcraft is boring, but also reading what Duncan Jones was saying is like, yeah, legendary, uh, like, I forget, like, basically, like, the studio went through an upheaval during the filming, so he oh. had, like, new executives came in while he was filming it, and so that caused a lot of problems, and, like, Blizzard was, like, had a bunch of restrictions on him, so he basically got kicked around. Wow, that sucks. And Which makes sense as to why that movie is two hours on the dot. You can, yeah, yeah. There, there was a lot of odd stuff in that movie. Boy, that seems like a long time ago that they came out. Yeah. What was that, 2016? I think so. That movie needed to be a long movie. And you can tell it was just like, we need to release a fucking two-hour cut. Fuck you. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> kind of situation. Uh, Yeah. And then, um, let's see. I, I'm trying to think of like... We've basically oh, well, we talked about everything that I, I have I've a movie, seen. But recently. first of all, uh, speaking of Netflix movies, they also announced that Netflix is producing a new stop motion movie from Henry Selleck, which is like ooh, something I'm huh. interested in. Finally, well, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm always interested in Netflix's movies, but like I said, they tend to release directed directed TV quality movies, um, right? But stop motion always has an air of sort of sophistication about it. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there has to be some quality control. I mean, like, they're releasing the new fucking Martin Martin Scorsese movie, too. I mean, like, they have a lot of cool, interesting movies in their thing. I just don't like... I just want to see them in theaters, and so I'm already kind of anti-Netflix to begin with. Now, are you worried about that one? Will I be able to see it in theaters? No, no, no. Are you worried about the Martin Scorsese Well, here it's gone film. a lot over budget. Oh, really? Yeah, it's $175 million. <laughs> Spent a lot of money. <laughs> also, I can't help but feel like Netflix is known for just writing checks and blank blank checks and saying forget about it so i think it's a lot of like <laughs> like i picture know. robert de niro and al pacino going out for like the most expensive dinners every night it could be it's like fuck it it's netflix we're gonna we're gonna I, do I, this i told you that story where they tried to get the rights to some show from like nbc or something and they kept like upping yeah. their bid and nbc's like where the fuck do you get this money from right yeah 
So that's a movie. I honestly think it's, it 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 would warrant releasing that in theaters. I really hope they do because I just, I wish that I would if Netflix did the Amazon model and released their stuff in theaters even just like a month before it came out and on Netflix, I'd be totally cool. Here's with that. the thing from from everything I've heard, Netflix their philosophy philosophy is actively they 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 don't they're trying to diminish the theatrical experience. But they don't understand the power of movies. Exactly. They don't understand the shared audience experience because I like, you know, there's like people are like, oh, theaters are annoying, full of annoying people. First of all, you're going to a shitty theater and sometimes you're trapped in a shitty part of town where like sure. everyone's loud or whatever and that sucks. Yeah. But like the the movie going to a movie on a premiere night with people like minded people who want to see the movie and are into it is one of the best experiences ever. Movies are meant to be big, they're meant to be loud, yeah. in your face. No, I agree. There has not been a single situation in the history of ever where a movie, even like a rinky-dink indie, indie indie drama or a comedy or anything, has been worse because it has been on the big screen. It's always been better. No, I absolutely agree. And I, I, I yeah, I mean, I think there's something really flawed about having that philosophy. I, I think, especially with, you know, and I hate to come back to this, but with the content they're putting out, which is seemingly, I don't know if it actually is, but it is seemingly lower budget Productions. It's approaching movies from a television point of view where it's like, right. oh, people want to just have fun in their house and hang out. It's like, no, people want, well, first, some people do want that, but that's not what movies are. You're ma- it's movies being made by people who don't like movies, and it bothers me. There is something universal about, um, I, I think, being a person, there, there is always, unless you're like uh, someone that is like a, a, a shut-in, mm-hmm. People are always going to want to have that time out of the house. Like people are, people want to be out. People want to go places. People want to be able to like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, 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 it, it's easier to, to check out, easier to be absorbed by a movie when you're not in your own space. Right. But just being cooped up in your house, like, you know, there's only so much of that that you want. Like, you know, that's like weekends are for going out and like going like, could you imagine asking someone out on a date and it's just like, oh, yeah, just like cover my place and we'll watch uh, this movie, you know, which you do. But it, what I mean is like, yeah, you can't only have that. Yeah, you can't. Let, let's go get dinner <laughs> and then come back to one of our houses and watch a movie. So that's sad. That's you can't. Sad. Yeah, you can't only have that. Like, that sucks. I don't think theaters are going to go anywhere. I think well, no. I have, well, the way it's going is basically theaters are getting more expensive. So people people like us pay more, but they also have nice seats. Sure. And also, I mean, I think, you know, it. I, I think the 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 Netflix platform of home movies, basically of of staying in and watching a movie, a new movie. I think that platform, that experiment is proving to be less fruitful than they would hope. I've heard that they're scaling back movie production and refocusing their efforts on TV, because also the thing about that is like. People like who's going to subscribe to Netflix just to watch a movie? People subscribe to watch TV shows, yeah, see seasons and seasons of TV shows. No one's yeah. like, oh man, I really want to see Bright. I want to pay twelve dollars a month just to watch Bright. <laughs> well, hey man, they're coming out with that Bright series though, right? Are they? Is that a thing? I thought that's was, what I had heard. Oh, I, they, I heard talk. I don't remember what the official announcement was. I thought maybe it, I it's figured not, it was a sequel or a series or whatever. Maybe it's not confirmed. I don't know, but um. Like Netflix makes great television though, so like I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and say Netflix sucks. I love Netflix. They They're make fantastic. They make better. They make better television. And then, uh, 
Well, the problem is, like, they are such a wide-reaching network that they make so much stuff that eventually they reach, they make great television in addition to lots of other stuff. They've, they've oversaturated themselves. But, you know, I love Stranger Things, love BoJack Horseman, love all their stuff, so... Oh, yeah. No, when... I mean, they've made some of the best TV of our, of our time, you know, mm-hmm. easily. I mean, like... But that's the thing is I, I I haven't seen a Netflix series that's that's maintained its quality past like season two or three except for BoJack. BoJack continually becomes uh, better. Yeah. Um. But like, and you know I don't know if we've talked about this before. That but could also be a TV problem. That's not like a general TV problem though, where shows don't really sustain themselves past a few seasons. Well, and that's the thing. But you know, it's like you're still if you're putting your name on this thing. That's on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's the thing is like there was a time like in the early tens, uh, where it was like, hey, you had House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, they are these fresh, brand new shows, you know, and for the first two seasons, they were great. They were groundbreaking, I thought, you mm-hmm. know. But then they both those shows reached season three and then they sort of kinda they they uh they tipped a little bit. They're, they they peaked a little bit or whatever. Thankfully, season three of Stranger Things, I think, is the last one they're doing. So, Oh, good. I think I've heard that. Maybe I made that up. I thought I heard that, though. And also, to say that Netflix has made a couple of good movies. I haven't seen them, but like Okja or that... Oh, Okja? Uh, Okja, that pig movie, and yeah. uh, Beasts of No Nation. I've or... seen Beasts of No Nation. That was good. And so those are... And Mudbound. Like, Netflix has a slew of good movies. It's just like, we want to see them in theaters. That's the re- I just like theaters. God damn it. Right. Yeah. I, I would have watched all those movies had they come to a theater. But because they're not in theaters, I, I don't want to. Like, it's like they, they become part of the noise of Netflix, and I don't have time for that. Yeah. And and here's the thing. If you want to be a contender, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you need to be in the venue. You need to be on the same. You, you, need, to, you need to have the same uh, platform as everybody else i think thinking about it just now i think it's actually when i'm with if, if i watch these movies i feel a tinge of melancholy like i'm missing out on something like if i see a movie late like if i watch the mummy or some movie i missed uh-huh. in theaters because whatever uh late it's like that was on me i missed it and i'm watching right. it on amazon or netflix or whatever but if i'm watching a movie that isn't available anywhere else like that could have been in the theater and isn't i get this like oh man what could have been and subconsciously bothered the whole time i think that's the reason i tend to avoid things on Netflix. sure yeah and here's the thing i you know it i don't know it the, yeah it it's just uh yeah i don't know it, it's it's a whole thing there it, like i feel like there's a lot of a-listers that would never do a netflix movie except everyone well never mind. uh will smith was a netflix movie is he an a-lister yeah he still carries he, movies. Modern day, modern day Will Smith. He I don't can, know. If he 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 headlines a movie, he's an A lister. If you headline a movie, a big movie, you're an A lister. It's like you know whatever. Joe Legerton, he's kind of an A lister. He's he's yeah he's a rising star right now. Yeah, um, I want to see that new movie, Gr- uh, Gringo. That's an Amazon movie. It is an Amazon movie, but it's in theaters. Oh, I thought we were talking about Joe Legerton, right? Yeah, it's in theaters. He's in that movie. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Uh, I think his brother directed it. Oh, hey, those Edgertons, huh? Yeah, I guess so. I wonder if that's any good. I haven't heard anything about it. I've heard various uh, things. But it's going to be like, it's a bit dry now, but in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be huge because uh, Isla Dogs. Oh, God. Ready Player One. Wait. 
Death, Death of Stalin's finally coming out near <laughs> us. Yeah. And uh, what was the one other movie? Oh, Pacific Rim. In oh. um in March alone. Yeah. 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 Pacific Rim, man. I I really I really want that movie to like exceed expectations. Because I know you had heard some stuff, right? It's just not. It's not. It's projected not to do well. Right. Yeah. And man, I just. But hey, the first one made all of its money in China. Maybe this new one will. That's the thing is the first one's such a beloved like I I you know it the first one's a good movie like honestly and and uh, I don't know I want this one to do, it has it has uh, John Boyega and yeah. Scott Eastwood finally Scott Eastwood's uh, is sort of having a bigger part in something he was in the Fantastic Fantastic Eight uh, Fast and Furious Eight was he really he was uh, one of the main characters oh really well I mean like yeah that's funny he was like uh. Uh, Kurt Russell's underling. <laughs> there should be a movie where Clint Eastwood finds a time machine, and then he goes in the time machine. He goes back to 1960, and then he and then he's just Scott Eastwood. Oh, huh. <laughs> they look alike. It's weird. Oh, yeah, well, because they're related. No, what I mean though is like he really looks like him though. No, I see. He, like Scott Eastwood looks like Clint Eastwood, but like. Built up, yeah. Because Clint Eastwood's never been like a no. He's he's always a, a very, muscly, a very man. lean man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, I hope <laughs> it didn't come across as too anti Netflix. It's not what I was trying. No, to no, no, convey. no. Listen, I mean, it's you know, we're we're not we're not slinging any mud here. I'm you not know? trying to. I'm just more bemoaning the fact that I wish I wish I could see more things in theaters. Anyways, um, so I watched a movie. Yeah. Unlike any movie I've ever seen over over a couple of days ago. Um really really just sort of a movie you never really see. I would say you don't see anymore, but I've never seen anything like it. I it, I watched It's a Mad 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 World. Oh. And that is a weird movie in terms of what it is cuz it is it's a prestige movie. It's it's a fucking filmed in super widescreen. It's a 2 hours and 45 minute long movie, <laughs> but it's a wacky zany comedy. It's like whoa, what it, is this? It's so it's it's First of all, it's a great movie, actually. It's right, a, it's a great yeah. movie, and it's just we. It's it's just it's it, you never see movies that have like this many stars who I don't recognize in it. First of all, <laughs> and like you know, it's it's like a one of a kind movie. I was like kind of blown away. It's like I've never seen anything like this before. Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, is it's like Rat Race without Smash Mouth? It's basically right? Rat Race. It's basically Rat Race in a sense. So, without Smash Mouth. Without Smash Mouth. <laughs> it's yeah. Rat, like it's easiest to compare to Rat Race. Yeah. Um, but like a much better cast. Sorry, Rat Race. Um, <laughs> B, um, just more impressive. First of all, more impressive everything else. Yeah. C, like it's got really great like aerial photography, regular photography. The stunts oh, wow. are outrageous. Apparently, the movie I was reading it used eighty percent of the stuntmen in America worked on this movie. Holy shit! In a, as a when you know that were working in nineteen sixty three or whenever it came out. Wow. Nineteen sixty two. Yeah. So it's like it's got crazy car stunts. It's really impressive and. Um, it's not like hilarious because like you know it is modern. It's well, as, it's as funny as nineteen sixty two can be. Yeah, it's also and also a lot of the cameos. I'm like, who that that guy is supposed to be somebody? But oh, I don't right. know who. Yeah, it's kind of like the first. Let's <laughs> like I remember like the first Muppets movie, the one from the seventies. It's like, hey, it's me, and I'll be like, that's right, supposed yeah. to be somebody. But who is that? Right. Yeah. And a lot of the people in, in uh, it's a mad, 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 whatever world. Um, our younger versions of actors I only know as old people. 
Like oh. Carl Reiner and uh, Peter Falker and like oh, oh. Man. that's interesting. Wow, it, it's a very 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 funny, very good movie. Would definitely recommend for everyone. It's a kind of intermission. It's like that kind of long ass movie. Jeez, it's it's weird. Like you never see a comedy over ninety minutes, and here's a fucking two hours and forty minute long comedy. With but yeah, it's it's something. I never had any concept of Carl Reiner until. Maybe a couple months ago, I had no idea. Wasn't, wasn't he in uh, Ocean's Eleven? Wasn't that the old guy? Are you, seriously? Wasn't it? We're talking about Rob Reiner's dad, right? Or is this somebody else? Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Okay. Uh, well, what about Rob Reiner's dad? Isn't it Carl Reiner? Okay, great. Yeah, I guess it's the same guy. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, Carl Reiner is is Rob Reiner's dad. Huh. Ninety five years old. Holy shit. Yeah, still still going. Um, but yeah, I I just I you know it's always weird when you find out that celebrities are from like these like dynasties, these Hollywood dynasties. You know. Well, the, it's, it's unpredictable. Like, like the 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 Mara sisters, Rooney Mara and Kate Mara, are like right. from like a rich family. Yeah, and also uh, Kurt Russell's son. Do you know about Jim him? Jim Russell. <laughs> no, no, no! Kurt Russell's son—he's the guy that was in uh, "Everybody Wants Some." The main character? No, 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 no! He was the guy. Remember, he was the guy in the in the frat that was just sort of there, and then they come to find out that he's like he—he he wasn't going to college or anything. He was just some dude. This guy, this guy with the beard and the uh, oh yeah, yeah, dude. That's that's Kurt Russell's son. Weird. He was oh that was another movie I saw recently is uh, Ingrid Goes West oh yeah how was that and he was in that um, did he go west or was he already west he was already west oh I see and his name's Wyatt Wyatt <laughs> it's a very western name is it um, oh I guess you know so. Wyatt like, like, oh that like, that kind of western yeah you're talking about like West Coast it's like oh no the West <laughs> um Ingrid Goes West uh good movie I mean I wouldn't say there's like a high priority to see it. But uh, it was it, it was uh, it was it was interesting, man. It was very like like it's about the main character basically forms all her friendships on social media, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know, and then like you know all this stuff happens and and it it's crazy sauce. But it really it, it's like one of these movies where it's sort of really uh, it, it shows how dangerous kind of like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook can be for someone who, who doesn't make any effort to actually go out and make friends Mm -hmm. at all, Mm -hmm. you know, and and you start believing that like these people that you just know online are like your friends, you know, it's, and it's weird, man, because like all of us know someone that has done something like that. What made friends with people online? either made friends or like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm seeing somebody. Oh, cool. Like, where'd you meet? We met on a, a dating website. Oh, right on. So like, uh, wh- where does she live? She lives like in Florida. <laughs> no, yeah. You know, like shit like that. I've always had a problem. Like people, I remember ever after like high school, people like, oh, and you can Xbox Live. Why don't you like talk to people? It's like, I don't want to talk to anybody on the internet that I will never meet in person. I want to, yeah. I'm I'm like forums, I'm a ghost. I don't want to contribute. First of all, on forums I don't contribute because people say what I'm going to say anyways. Right. And I don't really care. Um and that kind of stuff. 
Um, but like, you know, I want to make friends with people. I want to make friends with people on the internet. I'm never going to speak to that. That aren't, they're not really my friends. I, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, no, I, agree. I have my Xbox live on Xbox live. I have zero friends and it's going to stay that way. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I mean, my friends are people I've actually, know. sorry. I say yeah. The friends of, on Xbox live are only people I actually know. Act, online right. people. I have zero friends. Um, cause it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to befriend strangers who, who aren't really my friends. They're not going to, I'm like, Oh man, I got in a car accident. It's like, well, I guess I'll never talk to him again, you know? And so well, they're not going to come visit me at the hospital and, like, give me flowers. They're going to be like, oh, I guess that guy's just uh, he's gone. You mean your 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 Xbox Live friend that lives in Connecticut? He's not going to visit you in the hospital well, in like, California? The thing when is, he... like, they're not going to care is the thing. <laughs> it's not so much of that visit. It's just the fact. They're not really friends is all I'm saying. Well, okay, so let me ask. And you can forge real friendships on the internet, but, like, I just, I, not for me. I'm just. Totally. No. Well, okay, let me ask you something, though. Have you ever gone through a phase like that? No. Because I really. have. I mean, I played World of Warcraft, but I played it with somebody, and they were good at talking to people. I just don't like... It's weird. I'm weird in that... You know how people who are, like, generally quiet and shy are like, oh, but on the internet, I can fucking, like, ticky-tack and talk to everyone. Yeah. I'm, like, the total opposite, where I don't really talk to anyone, but I like talking to people face-to-face. Totally. Yeah, I don't mind striking up a conversation. It's just I usually don't because I'm usually doing something. Sure. Um, or I can talk in front of a crowd. I don't give a fuck. But on the internet, I'm like, I don't want to talk to anyone on the internet ever. Because it's it's uh, you know what the internet is, man. It's a like especially tubes. A, <laughs> well, like like uh, s- s- social internet. You know what it is? It's the fringes. Of, it's the fringes of our society being highlighted all the time. Well, it's people saying stuff that they would never say in person. And it, you know what I mean? It's like uh, I, there was a podcast I was listening to. And, you know, OK, so uh, Black Panther came out. Right. Mm-hmm. And on the Internet, it there is a lot of people saying a lot of, uh, you know, either prejudice things or whatever. Right. And And it's weird because you'll you'll see it front and center. People saying shitty things you know what i mean like regarding race or whatever but it's like you apply that same dialogue to real life and if someone said like if someone was just spouting off racism like you wouldn't hang out with that person you know what i mean you you would have no exposure to this person because you you would make the conscious decision not to hear not to be around them not to hear what they have to say but then when you go on the internet it's just like there you know what i mean you just constantly run into this shit where people are being assholes. And yeah, because no one's going to punch him in the face. Exactly. There's no there's no co- uh, consequences for it, really. If I was God of the Internet, what I would do, every time someone on the Internet's racist, that's a finger. <laughs> what, what do you mean? So, oh, like, oh, God. Oh, like, the, you mean that you cut off a finger? Yeah, well, here's the three, you get three strikes. Your first strike, you're a racist, sexist, asshole, piece of shit. You're actually, or literally threatening people on the Internet. It's your pinky sure. finger. Do it a second time. Hey, it's your left pointer finger. You do it a third time, it's all your fingers. You got no more fingers. Oh my god! <laughs> How can you be an asshole on the internet without fingers? That is, uh, I mean, honestly, dude, the thing about that is, is like, I mean, you know, I, as much as I defend free speech and everything, like, no one would be an asshole on the internet after that, it's true. right? Well, I mean, like, and also you could identify them in, in public because if you're missing one between one all fingers, yeah. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. and also, you know, the people on the internet who are the most assholeish and violent uh, can't do much without no fingers. The- <laughs> it's the perfect solution. 
My whole thing, honestly, if I if I was uh, if I was to revise the internet, I I think it would be great. And also, this is like they just fall off. There's not like you don't have to go. You're not going to anything. To, no one's coming to your house. This is all very fantasy stuff. I I honestly think like you should have an online profile that basically it 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 follows you wherever you go. This sounds kind of black mirror-y. Maybe. But what I'm just saying is like no no longer is there any like anonymity for the decisions you make, especially when it comes to social internet. Yeah, it's, but it, people are like racist on Facebook and stuff though. No one gives a fuck. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it's so much the anonymity. I mean, that's part of it, but I think it's more just the ha, you can't get me. I'm over here. Right. <laughs> yeah, then yeah, that's the thing. It's like what's the cure then? I have no idea. Fingers. Fingers. <laughs> And then when you run out of fingers, if you somehow are still trolling, well, like I said, you get, you get, you get, you, you get three you, strikes, and if there's a strike, you lose all your fingers. And if somehow you can still troll, then you cut you, off the toes. Oh no! Then, then it, the fourth strike is literally all the toes come off. Like, <laughs> no, here's how. No, it, no. Am I weird? If I was literally guy of the internet, you, you, you're racist, and you hit enter, and well, here's how it would go. You get like a warning, like warning, you've been a racist piece of shit. Right. And they'd be like, whatever. You do it again. Your, your pinky finger just falls off. It just falls straight off. I'm like, huh? Oh, There's shit. a little thing, and you, you're biologically born with something where it's just yeah, it just falls off. Second time, another finger falls off. Third time, all your fingers. You're like tickety tack. Enter. All your fingers just pff, fall off. <laughs> and so you're just left with little palms. All you guys, palms. This is so like morbid and at a at a left field, but it's it's good. It, it's. <laughs> I mean, another thing, honestly, you know, like, you know how the internet is in Futurama, where you literally go into the internet? Yeah. Or like Ready Player One. Or Wreck-It Ralph 2. Or Wreck-It Ralph, yeah. yeah that's different. Yeah. Um, But I, I think it'd be interesting if, like, you, you're in the internet and there's people around you that could literally just cause you some harm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you, But, yeah, I mean... Whether that trans, whether that's like pain reception that translates to the real world, I don't know. But well, who would wear things that let you feel pain, though? Exactly. But what I mean is, like, you're in the internet and people can just fuck with you. You know, well, uh, there's, it would be. It's not the same thing, but people VR chats that new hip thing, right? People chatting in VR, whatever. Oh, what? People just like put have like VR avatars. They put in VR headsets and go to a chat room where they see other people. Oh, interesting. It's all I know. I don't know. It's the world's weird. It's a weird world, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a mad, 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 mad hey. world. Bringing it back. Yeah. By the way, that movie's got some of the best slapstick ever. It's like it's like slapstick on a on a super high budget. It's crazy. Well, here's the th- I mean, you know, before uh you know, before the uh the modern age, so to speak, I mean uh comedy had to rely on uh doing a little bit more effort than uh, you know, farts and dicks and fucks and all that shit, you know what I mean? You had to have some, uh, you know, slapstick. I mean, the movies. The, you had to have the, some genuine joke telling. I'm sure there was terrible movies back then that were just as crass and boring. Well, sure. Well, I don't know about Maybe not, just as crass. Not just as crass, but like by the 70s, yeah. Like, I don't know if there was people dick slapping and stuff. You know what I mean? Does that happen? I guess I haven't seen that many comedies. <laughs> From like, I would say 2000. Like from like 2006 to 2011, there was like there was the whole fad of like dicks being post, funny, like post wedding crashers, like the the second renaissance of the R-rated comedy or whatever. I mean, like, well, I, I'm thinking more like super bad and like, 
you know, there's like super bad and then like good though. It is good, but it was like dicks are funny. And then there was like, uh, what is the one with Dracula the musical? It was was forgetting Sarah Marshall, where there's like some dude just standing in the foreground with his dick like right up to the yeah yeah. Anyways, um, small last thing we'll talk about before the episode's over. Speaking of comedies, you want a really good comedy? Game night. Oh yeah! Hey, we saw that together, yeah, and I had a huge night. headache. I had a oh, just a oh, gaping. Right. I felt bad, man. I was worried that you were you wouldn't be able to drive home. I had to stay. I had to sit in my car for like maybe fifteen minutes, just lying down. Uh, man, I gotten a tasty burger at the In and Out. No, dude, I think it was something else. I because I was just getting over the flu, and like, I don't know what it was, man. Like, because I didn't feel bad with the flu for too long. But before and after that, there was just these spurts of having these headaches, and it was like sh- real shitty. Yeah, but um, but no, game night was good. No, game night I thought was great. I thought it was a uh, first. I thought it was really impressively filmed. I thought it had a lot of energy and pizzazz, and a lot more visual inventiveness than you'd than you'd expect in a movie like that. Yeah, I was very impressed with yeah. the directors. I think directors are going on to do The Flash or some other movie like that. So that's really oh, good cool. for them. Um, I thought the cast was great. Fucking, you know, your, oh, your favorite. Uh, Meth Damon. Meth Damon. It was, he was fantastic. He was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, pretty much everyone in that movie was really great. Like the stupid, the, the classic, oh, I'm a stupid guy character was really funny. Right. Um, uh, you know, pretty much it was a, it was a very solid movie. I can't think of, there was like nothing. It was like, hey, you want to go see a fun comedy? See Game Night. It's a while. It's been, I feel like it's been a while since I've seen a movie that's just sort of like a fun fun watch like that you know yeah. like uh you ever see uh big trouble in little china no no no, no. just big trouble just big, big trouble. trouble what's that one about it has tim allen it has like a ton of people it has tim allen it has uh stanley tucci it has uh no i haven't seen big zoe de chanel it has um that one kid that played angel and and hell or high water the one guy the ben foster ben oh, yeah. foster's in there anyways Played Angel in Hell or High Water. I don't remember that. <laughs> he, huh? Played Angel in Hell or High Water. I don't remember there being. No, an no, no, no. He, he no, was, he I was, know what you're yeah. talking. I'm just joking. Yeah, that would be funny though. Um, but no, it was just a great movie. Like where it's it's one of these movies where it's a comedy where it's just a it's a nice even like you know the stakes keep on raising, things keep getting worse and more serious, and it's like okay, this mm. is cool. What I was really impressed with with Game Night was how tight of a script it was. Yeah. Like, it's like, because there's a lot of layers to what's going on, and not just, like, in the script, but also the way it's shot and stuff. It's just a really impressive movie. It's one of those movies where it's, like, it's one of those, I felt like it was one of those scripts that's, like, probably on the blacklist or something. They're like, look at this, <laughs> look, look at this, like, great, like, super solid script. Let's make a movie of it. And it fortunately doesn't get, like, tinkered with and right. changed too much. Like, a lot of those blacklist scripts kind of happen to be sometimes. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, like I don't know. I thought it was a very great movie overall. Very glad I saw it. Well, hey, thanks for inviting me. Uh, sorry about the headache. Hey, man, I'm sorry about the headache. I was, I, yeah, I felt bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I felt bad that I was like out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You but... know the worst headache I ever had was when I saw Tintin in 3D. Oh my! Gave God. me the worst headache. I felt like I don't know, dude. I... I know, right? I mean, I didn't get a headache off that movie, but it something about it. I saw Tintin twice. I saw it once in 2D. And then when, again, 3D. 2D, it kind of like hurt my eyes. Yeah. It's like super colorful or something. I don't know what was the deal, but 3D, it wrecked me. <laughs> and that whole night, I was like, ow, ow. It was just this very, I mean, that's the problem with those uh, motion capture movies. And I'm so glad that that's sort of gone out of fashion. 
um, you know, completely motion capture movies mm. because it's the same problem I have with rotoscoping where it's like you're watching this thing and it's literally someone being like, oh, that makes sense that it would just move the way you cap. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, you know, this should just translate because we're just like drawn over movements or whatever. Right. And it's like, no, dude, this feels wrong. It, 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 this is not supposed to move. I don't know. It uh, It's uncanny. It's very uncanny. I think rotoscope works if it's a completely like a scanner darkly near type movie where it's all rotoscope and that kind of works. But even that had like they they knew what they were doing with that. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like fucking Lord of the Rings where it's like, you know, I find it weird in the old Disney movies like Snow White where it will shift from regular animation to very obvious rotoscope. It's like, whoa. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so game night. What would recommend? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. And lastly, before we go, I just want a moment of silence for Toys R Us, which I, today I read has sadly passed from their bankruptcy is declared. They're closing oh, all their stores. The writing's been on the wall for that forever. But yeah. yes, moment of silence. Moment of silence. That's a big bummer. It's a big bummer. I was that was my favorite place in the whole world as a kid. Well, that's the problem, dude. I mean, with uh, I mean, online shopping now is sort of. I, I've noticed that like the places that do survive are these places that sort of combine a bunch of different things. Yeah. Like Target is like clothes, groceries, but toys, they have all the toys, electronics. Though. They have a pretty pretty like big toy section there. Yeah, but not as big as Toys R Us. No. Um, do you want to know some a fun fact? Huh. I almost won that Toys R Us shopping spree contest they used to have at Nickelodeon. Oh my god! I was a runner-up. Wow! I got a box of shitty Tiger Electronics. So close. <laughs> now, what would have? Uh, would you be more of a video game guy, or would you be more of an action figure guy? At the time, probably a lot of video games. But go now with my adult brain, my fucking knowledge, and my fucking you know wisdom. Lego aisle. Get oh every Lego. Oh, my God. Just yeah. fucking, you're putting, you're shoveling gold into that car, every fucking Lego set. And when you're done with them, you can turn them into something else. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, if I was a little kid, I probably would have gone for the action figures. Dude, I was action figure crazy when I, I was I would have gone kid. Transformers, Transformer aisle, everything. God, um, I, like, you remember Marvel? Like, Marvel used to have just a shit ton of action figures. Yeah. They even had Corsair. Cyclops's space dad. They uh, even had him. Yeah. Amazing. I used to have a uh, ma- um, um, uh, Spider-Man with magnets on his hands. You could put him on the fridge. Oh, nice. Um, I didn't have that many Marvel superheroes, though. More Batman stuff, I guess. Well, they had the Bruce Tim ones. Yeah. They had the Bruce Tim Batman action figures. Those were four, f- four points of articulation. They were cool, though. They yeah. were still really cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I was big on Beast Wars. But I got oh a lot of Beast Wars, though. Me like, too. Like, through Christmas and birthdays and stuff. Pretty much all of the ones I wanted. More than half of those were never on the show. Yeah. And I remember when I when I would get them, I'd be like, oh, man, I hope it's on the show. But it but it wasn't. The only Beast Wars thing I remember really wanting and never eventually got was, like, in the, in the show, there was some sort of, like, griffin or something. The Yeah. the the It was like a... a yeah, I guess it was just a Griffin. Yeah, huh? and that one was that one was cool. It was like one of the bigger ones too. Like the toys was like one of like the the like the deluxe one, and I never. Was well, to... okay, was it the wolf? 
eagle thing. Yeah, yeah. That that guy was in the show. Yeah, he was. I know he was in the show, and but he, that was the one of the few actual toys I never got. I remember I got like fucking literal dragon mega Megatron. He fell in love with the uh, spider lady. Oh, didn't he I? kept courting the the I forget her name. Yeah, whatever. Scorp- Arachnia, Black, Ara- Arachnia? Black Arachnia. He kept courting her. Yeah, really creative names. Yeah. Um, Where's that fucking movie? God damn it! It'll never happen. It sucks, right? Like it, it but it, I, I don't see it happening. Because if they're so intent on building their Transformers cinematic universe, just go for it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, the the problem is, I think a lot of. Like when you're making a movie like that, I think there's going to be someone in the room that's like, "Well, where's the humans? Uh, yeah, I where's think the, the human is, element?" Is is it's that is that cash money? It's we're basically it's like, hey, we want to make a movie that's essentially the the Jungle Book, but with Transformers, which means pretty much full CG everything. Yeah, and no, <laughs> whatever. I would love to revisit that show one day. It, it doesn't was, look it was, good, but I think the not. writing is still pretty good, from what I recall. Like for a, for a for a young boys show. Well, they did every they did absolutely everything they could to make it a good show, despite it having to follow the rules of what the action figures came out with. That's basically what it was. What I really, I really kind of want to rewatch reboot, not all reboot. But I just really want to rewatch the part where the show was like got really dark for some reason. Oh, uh, when they went in the internet. Yeah, where like yeah. where the main character got his eye stabbed out and the other main character died and they got sucked in the internet. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. No, it got really good. Speaking of which Oh, the new the reboot reboot? Did you see that trailer? I watched like ten seconds of it and like It made I'm me out. so mad. I'm out. Oh that made me so upset. Because that because it was one of those things where it was like Oh, these cool ass teenagers found their way into a computer yeah. system, and now they're fighting uh, yeah, Megabyte. What is this fucking Code Lyoko bullshit? Yeah, what a bunch of bullshit! God damn it! <sighs> what can you do? Make a good reboot, reboot. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, well, you know, rest in peace, Toys R Us. You were one of the good, one of the good ones. Yeah, fond memories. Yeah. Well, I remember. I remember being sick. I. <laughs> I remember. Uh, Sometimes on sick days, I'd be home from school, and my dad would be like, hey, you want to go to Toys R Us? So I'd be able to go to Toys R Us on my sick days. That's great. That was amazing. Just cough in the aisles. (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) Anyways, everyone, why don't you tell us your favorite Toys R Us memories? Yeah. I actually would love to hear it. If you want to tell us, we're at FilmTestedVoyage.com, FilmTestedVoyage at gmail.com, or FilmTestedVoyage Facebook page. All of which are great places to tell us how wrong we are, what your favorite toys are, and stuff. You know, that's right. Hey, I'm still waiting on that Jeffrey the Giraffe movie, right? Uh, never happened. Uh, I don't want to grow up. I that's also what it'll be called. Kind of forgot that he would they even had a uh, mascot until you just said that Jeffrey the Giraffe. Um, hey, everybody! Uh, Filmtastic Voyage is a part of a larger podcast network, the Let Me Listen Podcast Network. You can find all the Let Me Listen podcasts on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Be sure to leave some comments. Be sure to leave some ratings. Be sure to tell your friends about us. Hey, we're talking movies. Cinephiles, welcome. Yeah. Are you also bitter and angry like us? Well, you love it. (laughs) That's right. The world's dark. Let's complain. Anyways, uh, toodles. Au revoir. Toodaloos. Bon voyage. Um, Good night and good luck. God damn it.